0: Welcome to the latest edition of Reimagine Mobility Podcast Series. I'm here with Megan Kosh, who's running our HR group here for mobility technologies in North America. Uh, Megan, thanks for joining me. Um, maybe to start out with, again, Reimagine Mobility, a lot of times we have engineers on our podcasts, and clearly engineers are the ones that are building the technologies today that will ultimately be used tomorrow, but... It takes HR to find those brilliant engineers that we have, to find the right skill sets, uh, to keep these people engaged, to keep us going forward with a lot of different things that you're doing. So I thought it was great that you're joining us. I appreciate it. But give us a little bit of a background of your your history with, with uh, HR topics and your HR roles. And then we kind of go into some questions here, maybe.
1: Okay. So yes, I've been with AVL for just over 11 years now started in HR and stayed in HR. And part of the reason that I have stayed is because of the, the depth of opportunities within the HR team and across the board throughout the company. Um, HR topics that could be interesting. I think a lot of our challenges, especially nowadays, is is recruitment. And like you said, finding these engineers that fit into the niche of AVL as well, where they are feeling like this is the right step for them. So we really look for those individuals that um, are seeking a position that is proactive and that they're able to help kind of determine their ne- their destiny within the company because there's a lot of growth across the board. It just takes the right person to want it and take advantage of it.
0: That's perfectly. Let, let me maybe start right away with this. So let's say, again, you started 11 years ago with us. Mm-hmm. What has changed from 11 years ago to today? I mean, to me, to give you a little, maybe an insight of what I'm looking at, when I first started in the industry 25 years ago, I didn't get involved with with HR and hiring, but maybe within five years or so I did. And I specifically remember back then, like looking at resumes and I I saw somebody's resume and that individuals change jobs every seven years, let's say, we're like, yeah, this person is not gonna stay with us, is constantly changing. That has changed tremendously to today, right? Or at least to a few years ago, where it seemed like people were changing jobs every year or every eighteen months, right? Right. Well, that's certainly a change that I have noticed on how we're looking at uh, the talent pool, how we're looking at staffing our organizations. But this is not about me. What I have seen is about you today. Sure. What What have you seen in the in the mobility space as it relates to finding this right talent from compare from 11 years ago to today?
1: So 11 years ago to today, we have seen a lot of growth. 11 years ago, we would also see a lot more of an applicant pool. So now it's a lot more on our end to go out and try to find the people that we think are right for the organization. The thing that we do have on our side is I usually don't have to sell AVL. Once somebody applies and decides, yeah, I'm interested in this, I want to reimagine mobility, I'm interested in this team, what they're doing, the global footprint, I usually don't have to sell anything because the managers and the team that they meet with are so genuine and invested in ADL that they typically do a lot of that for me. And if there there is any question that they do ask me that maybe I do sell them on, it's really the genuine experience I've had because they are looking for something similar. They're looking for flexibility. They're looking for um, trust from their management team. They're looking to make a difference in a company, maybe for a company that feels like a family. And for a lot of people, that's what AVL is. So I think a lot of the importance has shifted over to that over the last 11 years as well.
0: Mm-hmm. well when you look at the people, right, because oftentimes we we have discussions about how whatever generations change, we're, tra- we're talking about Generation X, we're talking about millennials, we're talking about a lot of different generations. Do you see a difference between the generations of what different generations, and let's leave for a for moment with generations, are looking for? Is a certain generation looking for it's a job to make money? Another generation is, yeah, money is obviously important, but, you know, this is really my life's passion to help the future of mobility, or again, reimagining mobility as we're, we're talking here, to shape the future of mobility, or, or is it something different? Is there something you can share about that?
1: So, yes, I do think that each generation is looking for a little bit, some something a little bit different, but I also think it does depend on where you are in the stage of your life. Somebody like myself, compensation is very important, but flexibility and the ability to be a mom while I'm working is more important to me than compensation. So I think that goes across the board in individuals like myself, um, young parents, I think those that are maybe in a couple of a generation above or maybe two above me, their importance is more in um, the stability of a company and finding somewhere they want to call home until they're done working. Whereas generations prior to myself or younger than me might be really putting the focus on remote workplace is is key right now. I'm seeing it all over the place. If, if we aren't off, able to offer a hybrid schedule, a lot of people don't really even want to apply to a position. So, you know, we we try to be as adaptable and flexible as possible with that. And then of course, compensation. I do think especially since the great resignation that has become very very much of a more competitive front than it was previously.
0: Bring up a good point about it the more working, right? Uh, a challenge for any company because you got to balance what, what is important for the team, what is important for problem solving, uh, for innovation, for collaboration, and what is important to keep the employees happy and have this work life balance, but also now almost a third dimension again, work life balance, but also flexibility of, of working from home, right? Some then start working at five in the morning and end at three. Other ones want to start at noon and end at nine o'clock at night, making this up. But we definitely have that, which is a challenge. Obviously, when you work as a team doing software development, uh, hardware development, uh, again innovation type work that we do, technology development, how is the working from home changing how HR is dealing with with your customers, which are our employees, right? Or, or sure.
1: Sure. So we, I can remember before we went into COVID, my Skype status, because that's what we used then, was always red because I was always just in, you know, people would stop by the office and I was never really available to call on Skype. Now I have to make sure my team status is always what I'm really doing so that if somebody wants to get a hold of me, they can. Um, So that if an employee wants to touch base, they have, they can either call my cell phone, they can touch base on Teams, or they can email me. And if I'm not available, I can immediately refer them to one of our team members that are. So our availability and presence on the social networks that we use has to be up to date, and we have to try to be available as much as possible.
0: Do you, do you feel your interaction is as, is as let's say, effective, efficient, personable? I don't know what other adjectives here to use. Yeah. Was before, or is it is it just different? But give me a little idea here.
1: So I feel like it's different. So before, yes, we would see a lot of people face-to-face. And now I could probably, instead of recognizing a face, recognize almost all the voices that I speak to without seeing even their name pop up. So it's just different. It's a different connection. I do think we're looking at ways to continue to get our faces out there because we are realizing that we're so used to voices, but we aren't getting that face-to-face interaction. So um, just like the video calls, are important in some some situations. We're trying to utilize that a little bit more. Trying to do some of our HR messaging also through video, and I think that will be helpful as well.
0: So that brings you to a topic: is how do you again? You mentioned it before. It used to be you can sort through whatever tens or hundreds maybe of of applicants. Mm-hmm. They it's almost the opposite, right? You, yes. you have to now go out. So. With social media now pretty much, quote-unquote, running our lives uh, and and, and occupying it and being the key point of information sharing, information exchange, advertising, buying and selling, right? Uh, How has HR changed when it comes to this? How how are you now using social media, not the way everybody else is using it, but how do you differentiate in, in social media where it's not anymore you meeting with somebody, it's now a page, a picture, a video, how, what what do you do to differentiate ourselves?
1: So for me personally, again, I try to, to pick and choose because I don't want to oversaturate what I put out there because then I think people might not be, you know, reading it as much. Um, but if we have an event, so you had mentioned engaging employees, I do think these events that we have in person are really key. So every time we have an event, I try to post about it because the outcome from these events and the employee collaboration and just um, interaction is so positive and let social media know AVL is still doing this. We're not maybe in office every day, but we're still finding times to engage with our employees in person, interact with them, do what we can do. Um, We also try to use different forms of social media. So one thing that AVL just got involved with is Instagram. So I'm excited to see where that goes as well and see if how that will impact our recruitment efforts also, um, but also engaging with people that I see could be a fit for AVL in the future just to connect so that maybe if a position does come up, we're already connected and I've already done some of that legwork because I already noticed them as a potential fit.
0: As it relates to interaction with the people, maybe go back there a second, is, is there a new trend of, of, whereas before COVID and we have to go into working from home, which now has to become the, truly the new normal, Yeah. Um, Then maybe there was a lot of issues with, hey, my cube neighbor always has food, steady leaves in the garbage and it smells. Mm -hmm. That's not the case anymore now, right? When you work from home or hey, you know, the microwave in the cafeteria or or whatever it might be. Has there something changed to what now is hopefully not the majority of your time, but a significant portion of your time, what you're dealing with employees uh, change since the work from home became more or less again the the new normal.
1: Yeah, so that's funny you bring some of those up because they brought certain uh, situations and examples that actually did happen to my mind. Oh, but yeah, point. a lot of that has completely gone away. Um, instead of those challenges, we have different challenges. Um, somebody we can't find somebody they're not online, they're not available. And before you would just walk through the office and you would find this person, and now you can't find them across any of your methods of communication. So it's that there still are challenges. They're just different challenges.
0: Right. 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 So as it relates to challenges of dynamics of what the HR job means, not just at AVL, not just what you're doing for us, but generally speaking, maybe the whole industry, what do you see happening over the next 11 years? Again, we kind of look back 11 years. So what do you think, maybe 11 years is too much, but what do you expect to change uh, what do you expect to see happening over the next, let's say, five years?
1: So, I mean, what I hope to see continuing are these efforts to continue collaboration and engagement on, within reason of also keeping in mind individuals' want for this flexibility and work-life balance, right? So I want to keep putting forth these efforts, um, keep looking at virtual things that we can keep doing, and I think that will continue industry-wide ri- as well. We've seen charities go to virtual charities now. So instead, we used to collect cans, physical cans for a charity drive. Now we're collecting donations via um, a website. So it is definitely across the board or for team buildings. We used to put together road rallies specifically through our HR team. Now we're seeing these virtual trivias or virtual team bonding. So I do still think this is continuing, but I do also think there's a fine line in trying to do virtual as well as in-person. Recruitment, I do still think that it will continue somewhat as it is right now the next five years. I think it really is in the recruiter's ballpark to be active and to be out there. And just in our team, we don't use external vendors anymore. So we've had to train ourselves on tactics to go out and find these candidates that we feel could be a fit for AVL. And we're continuing to find new things, looking at new um, platforms that we can consider um, almost weekly for these challenging positions that really the criteria is so extensive, we have to find, you know, a unicorn out there that can fit what we want them to do.
0: So maybe last question then, with with the working from home, again, as I mentioned, I believe that's truly the, the new normal, at least in the professional life that came out of the COVID um, time frame. Where do you see a bigger benefit of working from home? Because now we can have people, essentially, we could hire people out of Hawaii. uh, Nine-hour time, there or a six-hour time difference, I I get it. But if he or she is willing to do it, for certain functions, we don't have a problem, right? Do you see that type of work from home, which which creates a new labor environment or, or labor pool environment, Is that more beneficial to the employee or is it more uh, beneficial to the employer?
1: So like you said, I think it depends Um, if as the employer we have a limited pool, if we were just to consider the Detroit metro area or a particular location in California based on where our offices are for uh, North America positions. But now for a lot of these positions, it is to our benefit that we can widen across the domestic Uh, or the U.S. to try to find candidates in this much larger pool. So from that standpoint, I do think it is in our best interest. Now from the employee, same for them. Now they, they have this pool of companies they can work for that they didn't have before. So really, it's kind of the best of both worlds. And then for those positions that you really can't have a full remote, you just have to be clear in your advertisement for your posting.
0: Yeah. So it's really uh, it seems like something a good outcome out of the uh, the uh, yes,
1: COVID a positive outcome. That mm-hmm. a positive
0: outcome for, for everybody right and, benefits yeah. of, and certainly a widening of the pool a widening of the pool, but also uh, more benefits for the uh, for the employer as well. Right. 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 Any last thought from your side of what you have seen HR kind of changing into maybe, I know I said it was the last question, but it just came to mind have you seen anything on how HR had to, to change or or adapt? We talked a little bit about it, but maybe a, a final thought on, on, on what you have really seen from what traditionally maybe people think HR is and what it's maybe now, today, and going to be?
1: So I think there are a couple things that come to mind. The first thing would be we're a lot more um, digital or virtual. We no longer have employees fill out physical forms, so... This has benefited us as well as the employee because we're we're being more efficient in time usage. That has been one of our biggest things that we have seen. Everything is now electronic. When I go into how HR functions, um, it's very important for us in many situations to reach out to a manager or to employee proactively rather than waiting for them to come to us to make sure that we're understanding what's going on, um, to making sure that we aren't re- misreading an email or a team's and taking something you know, incorrectly than what it was meant to be. So we are definitely doing that a lot more. I speak very frequently to all of the managers that I work with directly. Um, if I don't speak to a manager in a, an amount of time, it's odd, but it could mean there's just nothing HR related. Um, so it is important to continue those relationships and proactively work on them.
0: OK, very good. Thanks, Megan, for your time. Yeah. And thanks everybody else for Thank you. Uh, tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Reimagine Mobility Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend.